0: Welcome to the Hard to Kill podcast, the official podcast of the Heart to Kill program, the world's leading program for driven individuals looking to gain direction and momentum, where we aim to break down the complex, multifaceted, and holistic factors of human performance and optimization. Both on the program and on this podcast, we will be discussing and excavating everything pertaining to psychological resilience, physical robustness, and leading by example with discipline and tenacity to create a culture of winning, especially in the turbulent, frenetic, and high-tempo world of the ambitious individual. This is Mark, the creator, senior DS, and head coach of the Heart of Your program. Let's get stuck into it. So, in this episode, I'd like to talk on procrastination. Procrastination is a hot topic at the moment, and at the time of recording, it's kind of mid-January. So, it's a hot topic for obvious reasons. But this is applicable any moment in your life because procrastination is something that we're all going to deal with to varying degrees of severity throughout our life, throughout our progress as individuals, throughout our growth as humans, throughout our careers in, in multiple different spheres. Procrastination is going to be—it's going to be present. Now, I'm going to hold my hand up first and foremost and say, right, I've I've visited multiple multiple definitions of procrastination what it means to me and also what i perceive to be the causal factor of it most recently maybe a year ago i believe that procrastination was just avoidance and i was some way towards the conclusion i've kind of come to now and what i want to point to first and foremost i guess is that don't be afraid for this to be the case for you you know when we have working definitions and current understandings ordinarily it's the lens through which we're looking at that moment in our life it's it's the understanding that we have based on the capacity of our current skill set of our current belief systems of our current wisdoms and intelligence and so on and so forth then as you spend time with more and more And you spend time thinking on things and really working through that, you begin to then add texture to your understanding and begin to add depth to how you comprehend what is really quite a common thing. For me, I'm in a fantastically fortunate situation in in, in that I speak to hundreds of high performers quite literally on a daily basis inside the Hard to Kill program. And we speak to even more than that on a regular basis when they're applying to the program. So I feel like I'm in a unique and advantageous situation, a a very, very good, like, I guess, position of the condor here where I can look from the top down and say, well, all these data sets out of all these bits of subjective feedback what what brings them together what unifies them and what is the actual underlying issue that is creating procrastination as a problem in an individual's life because i actually know a great many people and applicants to the program in the past who have almost come preloaded with that to their conversation of okay i procrastinate or I procrastinate really badly or i do this and i procrastinate so it's it's relatively useless for us to just identify that someone's procrastinating that's quite literally like identifying that someone's overweight it's nothing more than an objective analysis so now we're going to look at what are we going to do about that and in order to understand what are we going to do about that we have to break it down using first principle reasoning again we have to use a holistic model here to understand well what is contributing to that person procrastinating as i said i don't think i've got it wrong in the past i think i've been in the ballpark but i think i've really been able to refine and distill my understanding and my comprehension of what causes procrastination and i've now arrived at something like a working conclusion that is working as a model for you know everybody that we're applying this to and that's not to say previous models haven't worked i truly believe they've been exponentially powerful and they've definitely worked but now this is allowing us to really expedite that process we can hit it with laser like accuracy and devastating firepower that can take someone from a procrastinator to an action taker like that as soon as they understand it and ultimately that's what i aspire for you to achieve off the back of this episode okay so it starts with relatively well it starts with a one-liner i believe that procrastination is a, a refusal to sit with difficult emotions that's all it is so when i spoke before about procrastination being of avoidance it's a form of passive coping mechanisms that's still true but what is driving that passive coping mechanism what is driving that passivity what is driving that avoidance is is just a refusal to sit with things that are that don't taste very nice in our mouths beliefs about ourselves that can be quite confrontational that can be quite challenging that can be very uncomfortable and there are a number of different emotions dependent on the individual but i've refined a few core distillations that i know to be true about why people procrastinate the most obvious and the most common is boredom we live in a society now where everything is readily available and that's you know this is becoming cliche a a lot of coaches are talking about this a lot of humans are talking about this how we can have you know a Deliveroo in five minutes we can have there's other brands available by the way not vilifying Deliveroo we can have food in five minutes we can have results same day we can have all these different things and we're living in a world that everything's getting faster and faster and faster so as a result the human mind is becoming capable of tolerating boredom whereas if you were to like go back even a hundred years life was really relatively monotonous there was really quite a lot of boredom and people you know were able to occupy their minds and actually experience what we call transient uh, hyperfrontality i.e take their the frontal lobes of their brain offline off and, and do creative thinking whilst they were doing that now we don't have that luxury anymore so it sounds bizarre that we've created more tech but actually as a result we've become we've become less tolerant of boredom but boredom can actually be a superpower which is something i discussed in another podcast That boredom can actually be a superpower and our inability to sit with it means that we actually um, are shortchanging ourselves think of a time when your most creative thoughts when your best solutions when your greatest ideas have really come to the tip of your tongue and they really made themselves apparent and i guarantee it was necessarily when you're sat with pen and paper or when you're brainstorming or having a thought shower or any of these fucking ridiculous middle management terms that people come out with these days it was probably when you were doing the most mundane of tasks when you were washing the pots when you were having a shower when you were for me shaving my head for some people it's fucking having a dump it can be when you're just about to fall asleep it's when you're doing things that are relatively mundane however our inability to sit with boredom is only part of the problem what it drives us to do is the remainder of that problem. I speak to a great many individuals on social media and the wider world who are almost demonstrating exercise addiction because they quite literally cannot sit still with the thoughts in their own head. And many even use it as a proclamation of honor and a a false pride that I'm not very good at sitting still, I can't sit still me. Well, I would ask you to ask yourself, what are you not happy to sit with what are the thoughts that are going to materialize in that moment that you're afraid of why do you have to exhaust and distract yourself and procrastinate to the extent that you, you don't really want to sit with that and for many people that boredom brings up very challenging thoughts it triggers insecurities about self-worth about life satisfaction about fulfillment about whether they're doing enough about whether they're doing being and achieving everything they aspire to and align with the greatest possible version of those so when we look at procrastination boredom is definitely one of the the forefront runners as to what what we're avoiding About what we're not capable of sitting with. The second is an element of frustration. Okay, so we're speaking. Particularly about high performers here, and we know frustration in the heart to kill program. We know frustration is actually indicative that it's about to be a breakthrough. You're about to make an understanding or have an insight or have an aha moment. And neurons are about to fire differently, and you're going to learn and you're going to improve off the back of that. But for the, to the greatest extent, most people don't have that perspective and, and have that paradigm of frustration. It's just an unpleasant emotion because they they want to achieve something and they're frustrated. It's not happening as quickly as they thought it was going to. They're frustrated that the other person is seemingly ahead of them and they're. Not able to catch them up they're frustrated because their expectations aren't being met so there's two choices there there's either an individual can sit with a challenging emotion and say right well what were my expectations and work through those and realize their expectations are actually what was at fault and they had you know unrealistically high expectations they've got unrealistic standards of perfectionism so on and so forth and actually they need to find ways to slow down calm down enjoy the process make it sustainable enjoyable they can either do that or they can once again procrastinate they can just read more books on information that doesn't actually apply to them they can listen to more Podcasts. Ironically, they can uh, they can watch more YouTube videos. They can watch more Netflix. They can go for more runs. They can train more. They can add more volume. They can surround themselves with people who distract them that don't serve them. They can impulse buy. They can do any one of a number of different things. And all of these, you're probably now beginning to identify as as procrastination tools. But at the root cause, now multiple layers deeper, we've actually identified that that person's frustrated. Why they're frustrated? Because their expectations aren't being met. and Why aren't their expectations being met? Because they've got unrealistic standards. Because they've got unrealistic expectations and they haven't addressed the elephant in the room which is meaning that they're doing all these things which is wasting time which is wasting emotional energy which is wasting cognitive load which is wasting finance and it's simply because they weren't happy confident ready and willing to sit with a journal and realize fucking hell i expected things to be too quick i expected things to be easy i was operating with an entitled mentality and as a result i've actually just wasted god knows how many hours how many thousands of pounds to try and cover that up so we've got boredom we've got frustration those are two of the forerunners when it comes to challenging emotions that people don't like to sit with and uh, kind of gloss over with procrastination tools thirdly um somewhat more insidiously it's not feeling good enough and I can speak to this firsthand because you know I didn't just come out of the womb and find myself here all right, okay 10 years ago I lent into the changes that initiated the chain response the chain reaction that has led me to where I am and I aspire to continue along this, this path of development and, and self-development and growth and all of the things contributing towards that but there have been a great many times when I've been looking through the lens of scarcity when I feel like I'm not good enough when I'm only a good enough athlete if I'm constantly doing or outworking or out hustling or out grinding the competition when i'm only a good enough business owner when i'm outworking the competition and when i'm leaving no stone unturned and all of these are the fallacies and ridiculous statements that people like to make on social media where the the bottom line up front when it actually comes to the crunch of it is that we have this this inherent almost neuroticism that we are not good enough because we're not doing enough so rather than sit with that emotion of okay let's have a look at my self-worth like why do i perceive that i am valuable why do i perceive that i am worth x y and z rather than sit with that we find it easy to procrastinate again reading information in the hope that's going to help us when it doesn't actually relate to the problem of where we're at right now consuming content um, buying things that make us look a certain way because maybe if we can't feel a certain way then at least we can look a certain way and again society has a part to play in that because we have fucking cliches like fake it to you make it and other such detrimental damaging piles of bullshit so you know we have got ourselves to blame for that to a certain extent and I can't change that I can't change generations of thought processes what I can do is continue banging the drum with regards to what is really necessary and what is really relevant for a high performer to go from good to excellent and if we're going to go from good to excellent we have to address the fact that you're going to procrastinate and if you're going to procrastinate we have to be very objective realistic but also compassionate and empathetic about what is leading us to do that and there's three of the core reasons and I want to spend a little bit more time on that last one with regards. To not feeling good enough. If you're in that place and you truly maybe have a low self-belief and you have an inclination, you have a spark, you have an imagination about what you perceive you're possible or what is possible for you, should I say? But you're not quite sure how to make that attainable. I want to offer you a degree of safety and security and say it's fucking normal. Like I've been there. Every single individual, to a man and woman in the Heart to Kill program, will tell you, yeah, fucking, hell. I remember those days. I. It is absolutely fine. Give yourself permission to sit with the fact that maybe I don't feel good enough right now at this present moment in time. What you have to do is look at the opportunity cost. Essentially what we mean by opportunity cost is what is the cost of an action? So if you're sat there and you know that you're a bit of a fucker for procrastination to not put too fine a point on it, what is the cost of if you do nothing in terms of the allocation of our resources? So how much money are we wasting? It could be channeled elsewhere. How much energy are we wasted that could be channeled elsewhere? Because what what you have to understand is that high performers tend to procrastinate in very very different ways because now not only we've we got the procrastination we've also got the self-deprecation the self-loathing and the self-criticism that comes with that so if you're sat there and you know that you're procrastinating and you're someone who habitually does that and if you're not sure if you do or not i'd employ to check your screen time and look at the amount of time we're allocating to social media and then you'll have a pretty black and white answer you've got to understand if we do nothing with this information irrespective of how many books podcasts etc that we read if we don't implement on that then what you perceive to be possible and what is very likely possible will not become attainable for you. Possible will not transcend into attainable. And our entire objective, our entire modus operandi in the Hard to Kill program is take possible and turn it into attainable by creating the strategy, implementing what is necessary to facilitate that and then holding a high performer accountable to it. So if you're listening to this, hopefully it's been useful to you. It may have been difficult to listen to. Might have been challenging at moments, painful for some even, but understand within that is the raw data that you need to go away to work through to sit with in order for you to truly go from good to excellent. (laughs)